Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon, Marianne. How are you doing? Very well. How are you doing? Very well. Fantastic. My first question to you is, briefly talk about the role of good leadership in times of uncertainty. Thank you, Marianne. A very uh, pertinent question, especially during these uh, unprecedented times. If you think about COVID-19, this is really uh, a very difficult period for us as a country, for us as a, for humanity as a whole. And if we bring it to to the bank, this is uncharted territory that we're in. And we will only get through it by the quality of leadership that emerges from this, uh, both at a country level and at a company level. And the need for empathetic leadership has never been greater because we are forced to now look at what is really important in terms of safety of our staff, in terms of just getting through the pandemic, supporting our customers through this, this cycle as their businesses uh, struggle, and also how we come out of it in how we work, relate to each other, the important lessons that we take away from it. And it all comes back to leadership. How do we lead through this crisis? Uh, there is no playbook that prepares you for this type of uh, pandemic. And uh, what you can only anchor yourself as a leader on is making the right choices, making the right decisions, and focusing on what is important. And really, that defines leadership in, in my view. So I'm pretty confident that we will come out of it. Uh, but there's some challenging times ahead of us, and it will all be defined by how we lead. Thank you. How do you see banking post-COVID? Are there three lessons, sorry, are there lessons that have been learned from the pandemic? Thank you. Very good question. And uh, as I think about banking and think about banking at City, it is uh, incredible some of the things that in our city has been able to do to adjust to this, this, this pandemic and this environment that we're in. If you think about city, an organization with 200,000 employees, 80% of those employees or 160,000 people are working remotely. That by itself is phenomenal. And it is a testament to the new ground that we have gone into and also demonstrates what we're actually capable of doing when the environment changes so drastically. So the three lessons I, again, would like to share with you from my own vantage point is our employees and our people are the most important asset that we have. You have to put aside everything else and think about how do you get through this environment, ensuring safety of your employees so that we can come back to, you know, to build the business after this. Because if we don't get through it, there will be no business to really talk about. So the most important lesson that came to me day one as we were going into our contingency plans is the importance of securing our people and ensuring that our people are safe. Number two, 
the customers that support the business and the need for us to support our customers has never been more clear. Uh, at the end of the day, if our customers do well, we do well. And our customers are struggling through this process, this period, and the most important lesson that I've learned is connect to the customers, understand what they are going through, how you can support them through this period. And if you make it through, uh, you will only make it through because your customers have actually also made it through. So the need to be in touch with our customers on a daily basis, just talking to them, checking in, providing support where you can, whether it's liquidity or working capital, has been brought home quite, quite, uh, uh, quite uniquely. And the notions around how you talk to the customer, you don't need to fly in or go and meet a customer physically. How you relate to the customer in this period has actually changed. You're doing more, we're doing more virtual check-ins and more connections using technology as opposed to flying to a customer or going to have a physical meeting. So the whole construct of how you engage to customers has also changed. And then third lesson I want to probably um, share with you is that banking as other economic activities are very important, but they can change in, you know, in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the split of a, in a, of a moment where one day you're starting the year with hopes and optimism and plans for the year, the next you're in a contingency mode where you're really thinking about survival. And it just talks to the fragility of, of life, uh, the fragility of the environment that, that we operate in. And again, it brings back, uh, I believe, a quote by Jack Ma, the chairman of, of Alibaba, who just talked about looking at 2020 in perspective and focusing on surviving through it. The, what comes next, what comes thereafter, the changes that you make will be a consequence of the decisions that we make now. So the, the, the third exercise, sorry, the third message I want to really leave with you and the lesson I want to leave with you is this lesson of understanding that, that life is fragile, things can change and focus on really what is important. The rest will come. Thank you. How should banks partner with other financial service providers like fintechs and mobile operators to provide financial services to customers? Thank you, Marianne. A good question. Um, and again, very relevant in this um, period that we're in. If you think about the period that, that we're going into, it's really the start of the, the fourth industrial cycle, the digital economy, the knowledge economy, as it were. And City is a corporate bank in the sense that our business here in, in the region is corporate. And if we think about what is happening around innovation, around disruption, it is this theme that our customers' customers also become uh, part of our ecosystem. So one of the ways that we are responding to this particular uh, challenge is to actually innovate to provide solutions that address the last mile and the last mile meaning the last mile between our customers and their own uh, customers or their suppliers or the 
distributors through innovative uh, solutions, whether it's around uh, payments, it's around supply chain financing, it's around last mile financing, right? To empower that, that ecosystem of our, of our customers. And that is through partnerships. Uh, we don't try and create the solutions on our own. We work with partners, whether it's payment uh, intermediaries, uh, whether it's organizations that are, that, uh, that are active um, in that particular space, like fintechs, again, who provide uh, credit and digital last mile uh, financing solutions. So through a combination of smart partnerships, leveraging technology and being innovative, this is how we are, again, addressing some of these these uh, opportunities. I don't like to use the word challenges. Mm. I see them as, as opportunities. Thank you. Changing gears a little bit, what is your opinion on the recent move by the Central Bank to propose a bill to regulate digital mobile lenders? Thank you, Marianne. Um, a very interesting topic that the digital uh, landscape, as you know, in Kenya has opened up significantly and um, we have today in excess of a hundred digital lenders who are providing digital credit to you know to, to consumers uh, the financial inclusion has increased significantly with over 80 percent of uh, the population in Kenya having some sort of financial access so the evolution of the digital uh, financial landscape has definitely has definitely come of age. But there is need for a regulated environment where there is consumer protection around use of data, around uh, pricing of credit, uh, around use of uh, CRBs, uh, consumer reference, uh, credit reference bureaus. Um, and the move by the regulator to bring the digital lenders and uh, the Central Bank Act is really an important move. Not only will it ensure a level playing field uh, in the industry that protects both the lenders as well as the consumers, but it also brings regulation in this credit-only uh, industry. Uh, the move to regulate will bring these digital lenders uh, within the Banking Act and will also mean that these lenders uh, have to abide by the, the banking charter, which focuses on customer centricity, risk-based pricing, and transparency, which is uh, important because that's what all the regulated uh, commercial banks are supervised under. And uh, bringing the digital lenders into this space only makes for a more resilient uh, financial system uh, so we are supportive of that move and it will also allow for innovation uh, because with a regulated sector, there's very clear guidelines in terms of how you operate in the, in the, in the, in the financial services space. So obviously there will be some noise around this, there will be some pushback, mm -hmm. but by and large it's the right, the right move. Thank you. And finally, which platforms are consumers embracing since March to date? Is it cards? Is it internet banking, mobile? Please tell us. Marianne, an excellent question, and I'm almost tempted to change and ask you the question. Uh, 
have you been in a bank branch in the last couple of you know uh, weeks or maybe even months not at all so it, it you i'm not surprised by your answer because if you think about banking banking today is an omnichannel experience you have a mobile you know mobile banking um, that you can access financial services through a mobile app you have an internet banking platform where you can again transact including high value transactions uh, through an internet banking platform whether it's a peer-to-peer -peer payment or bank-to-bank -bank payment through using Pesalink. that is another option that you can access both from your mobile or from your internet banking and then as a corporate customer you also have access to uh, interfaces with your financial institution uh, through an API or an, an application program interface that allows for uh, more structured uh, interface between corporates and their customers or their banks uh, and of course there is cash right um, it's also another channel mm -hmm. so the point I want to make is that this pandemic because of safety concerns has seen people move away from cash and utilize uh, more you know more digital forms it could be debit cards contactless cards uh, where you can make transactions without having physical contact at the point of sale uh, or with mobile money has of course picked up uh, tremendously uh, and the typical you know mobile and internet banking channels are also there for our corporate customers as city we've made a Available a number of platforms through City Direct and other other platforms to to really provide choice. So whether you're talking from a corporate or personal consumer context, uh, the omni-channel experience is one that customers are now used to in banking. And to answer your question, I don't believe that there is one channel that has not seen growth uh, of all the digital options, whether it's virtual cards, credit cards debit cards, mobile money, the increase has been across the board. Thank you. And finally, do you have a parting shot for us on this topic? My parting shot is really to always think about a crisis as an opportunity. This pandemic is, 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 is very, it's, it's, a, it's a health crisis and of course it's a it's a very serious health crisis in the sense that a lot of people have lost their lives. There have been a number of um, countries that have gone through very difficult periods, whether economically, it's strained to their health system, and again, the fatalities. But it's also an inflection point in terms of change. Uh, a crisis brings change, it brings opportunity, it brings new ways of doing things differently. At a very personal level, it also brings home to each of us questions around what is most important to you. Yeah? People have spent time in lockdowns, in curfews. The primacy of the family has come back and the safety and, and, uh, the safety and wellness of families. I think going forward, health and safety of, of one's family will be the primary concern of most people, um, if I can talk at least even from personal experience. So yes, we will, we, will get, we will go through some difficult periods, but the crisis will end. There will be a recovery, there will be a, a strong recovery 
uh, economically. We will do things differently. We will work differently. Remote working now is on the table. That's a very interesting conversation. You don't have to travel as much, right? You don't have to do things the way you've done them. So I, I think the crisis has presented an opportunity for change, real change, in a number of uh, ways. And to answer your question, it's, it's really how you look at it. You can be, you can be positive about the, the outcome and where we go from here, which is how I choose to look at it, but also take safety and precautions to get through it, right? So those are my closing words, and uh, thank you for the, the, the questions, the conversation. I think we've got some very interesting times ahead, and uh, I, I choose to be optimistic around, about the future uh, and what is ahead of us. Thank you very much. Very well done. Thank you. Thank you.